All right, so wherever your battery is today, wherever your energy level is today, I bet uh, this time, uh, this past year, um, if you're anything like me, um, there's been moments, it seems like my battery runs out quicker. <laughs> um, it's not that uh, I, I haven't been able to do a lot of things. There's still stuff that I have to do. We've, we're still worshiping. We're still um, getting together for Bible studies. We're, I'm writing more, I feel like, than I ever have in my own life. I know that you have had uh, not a shortage of things to do with work, but you've maybe had even more to do because of the, the situation that we're going through. But but it seems like uh, we, we get uh, drained quicker. At least that's the way it feels to me. And I think part of that is because of the disconnect of community, right? Um, uh, for, the, for the extroverts out there, that doesn't mean that you love to party constantly. That means that you draw energy from being with other people. For the introverts, it doesn't mean that, that you want, as an introvert, you may draw energy from your inner life, but that inner life is also fed and impacted by the ability to share it with a handful of others, and that's been hard to do. And so some of those energy things that we get from one another have been hard to come by, haven't they? And we get to where we are now, and uh, it gets to a place where we're, we're eager. Uh, I was talking this morning, just literally, just this morning in the narthex about how last year as Lent, uh, we were in the season of Lent when this all began. And I remember early on thinking, well, this won't last very long, we can get through it. <laughs> And, and wouldn't it be great if Easter came around and, and that was the first Sunday we were back to worship? Well, little did I know that I would be less, less hopeful this year as we begin the season of Lent that we would have the full uh, in-person experience of Easter that we, that we all love and, and look forward to. I'm less hopeful for that this year than I was a year ago. And it's not because I don't think that we will have it again. I just think it's still too soon. We're still in the midst of this. We still have further to go. We still have more to work at. And we're tired. At least, I'm tired. When we're in those moments like Jesus was in in a day like He had in our Gospel today that I already walked through with the children, so I won't walk through it again. But can you imagine at the end of the day? Um, I, I can tell you, um, we've, we do uh, our Sunday school online now uh, at 6.30 on, on Sunday nights. Not tonight, but uh, most, most weeks. And... Uh, I tell you, the hardest thing about that for me was that it was 6.30 on Sunday night. It's a time when, when most of our community is available, and so we do that. But I can promise you, my energy level at 6.30 on Sunday night is pretty low. 
I really, I'm kind of excited to the Super Bowl is tonight because that's kind of my energy level at 6.30 on Sunday nights, most Sunday nights, after being in worship, after talking to people, after uh, doing whatever we've done uh, uh, the rest of the day. Um, by, by late afternoon Sunday, I really don't want to do another thing. It was late afternoon, evening on the Sabbath that Jesus had spent his time in the synagogue teaching, that Jesus had cast out a a demon that was there, that Jesus had been brought back to the disciples' home and and called upon to heal their mother-in-law, Simon's mother-in-law. And it is at evening that night that Jesus opens, hears a, a knock at the door of Simon's house and sees what? The entire community gathered there asking for him to bring healing. And you know what he did? He healed them. He continued the work. He stayed the course. But in the morning, he gets up first to pray. He gets up first to pray by himself, that God might fill him again. And then another really strange thing happens. And this one, I think, uh, more than what we shared with the kids. For, for adults, this happens, I think, even more for, for, for me as an adult than it ever did as a kid. I get distracted by the opportunity to to stay where it's comfortable. Jesus, we're told, spent time in prayer, and his not only did his battery get full, but he got back on the mission. This isn't about what's easy for you or what's comfortable or what um, will, will lead to the greatest reward. Because what happened after Jesus had spent time with this community, healing them, preaching, being received by them, they, they said they had great things to say about his message, his work, his ministry. Everything that Jesus had done this day was received with uh, eagerness for more. And so when he's off by himself praying, what are we told? The the disciples said, everybody is searching for you. Well, who do they mean? They mean everybody you've been doing ministry with, everybody you've been talking to, they're all searching for you. They want to be with you now. And Jesus says what? Let's move on. Let's keep going. There's more people that we have to reach. It would have been so comfortable. It must have been so tempting to say, all right, well, let's go back and see what else we can do here. But Jesus didn't come for one group of people. He came for the world. And as comfortable as it would have been to stay there and as rewarding as that might have been, he did not come just for the folks in Capernaum. He came for the world. 
And as his battery was filled up and he was brought back to mission, he was not distracted by the word that came to him that said, everybody is searching for you. You you finally made it. You went viral in this community. That's not what it's about. It's about doing what we do day after day after day, not just for ourselves, that we might be rewarded and that the world might say, hey, that's, you are so great, but so that we might meet more and more of those who are in need of what only God can bring. We're called to stay the course. And I get that we all get tired. I get it because I get tired too. I'm encouraged by the fact that Jesus also had days where he was exhausted and he needed to be refilled. But I'm also aware that this is the moment for us as a people. How do we continue to stay the course? to not simply do what's comfortable for us, but to do what God has called us to do. To find more ways to reach out, to share the good news that the kingdom of God is here now. Even now, in our fatigue, in our tiredness, in our struggle, in our worry. God's kingdom is here for us today. And it works because we're willing to say, this is where we meet with God. In our place of need, in our place of God's abundance, even in my own scarcity. I love this image that I had of the, in the sermon. Um, I'm used to that being up there right now. Um, the image that I put up uh, uh, at the beginning of this sermon is the image of, of two people on a long stairway. As we walk today, this long stairway, this long road ahead of us, we have no idea how long this goes. But what I want you to know is that we don't walk it alone. We walk it with one another and we walk it with God. And every single time that we are running low, God is always with us. And his energy comes to us through prayer, through hope, and through the peace that we have in trusting a God who has us and the whole world in his hands, who will not let us lose our focus and who continues to call us to stay the course, not by ourselves, but with him and with one another. In Jesus' name, amen.